Singer-songwriter Brian Jacobs is a veteran of Manitoba's music scene. But he only released his debut solo album, Highways and Backroads, fairly recently. It's a great album that has been deservedly nominated for multiple Manitoba Country Music Awards. If you want to see Brian live, you can catch him on October 5th at Bulldog Pizza with a bill made up of entirely past Witch Police Radio guests. You got Brian performing with Project Constellation, with The Moonlit Road, and The Lovers. Again, that's October 5th at Bulldog Pizza, Brian Jacobs, with Project Constellation, The Moonlit Road, and The Lovers. If you want to hear more of Brian's music and order your own copy of Highways and Backroads, visit brianjacobsmusic.ca. If you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, whether that's one episode, or a hundred episodes, or even more, you know that the basic format is me interviewing local musicians from Winnipeg and the surrounding area about what makes them tick, about their writing process, about their background in the local music scene, and those kinds of topics. This episode of the show is going to be a little bit different. Back in the late 90s, I played guitar in a ska band called Grandpa's Army. I've probably mentioned them on the show before in passing, and I know it's come up a few times, but it was basically a band that I started with some high school friends, and it didn't really go anywhere notable, but it was a lot of fun. The keyboard player of that band was a guy named Alex Seville. And in addition to Grandpa's Army, Alex and I started all kinds of ridiculous projects over the years. Whether it was trying to design our own video games, whether it was writing scripts and planning and everything for a TV show that failed when we realized we didn't have camera equipment. There was just a a whole host of projects that we were involved in, and Grandpa's Army was kind of the most successful one in the sense that even after the band ended, we kind of propagated this idea that people should have known, and we would re-release the same crappy recordings over and over again in different formats. And Alex has been living in California, working in the tech industry, for the past number of years. So I haven't seen him in person in quite a while. We've kept in touch. And he was actually one of the inspirations to start this podcast in the first place. And all those projects I was talking about, I think they eventually, in a roundabout way, led to what Witch Police is. Because this is really just another crazy project that started off as something I was doing for fun, that has now actually succeeded and turned into something real, I guess you could call it. So having Alex on the show is cool. He's not actively playing music, and especially not in Winnipeg, but he is doing some interesting creative projects out there, and we reminisce about our time in the local ska scene. We talk about some of the differences culturally between Winnipeg and his experience in San Francisco, and a lot more. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm recording another phone conversation today, and this is a bit of a strange one. I think um, people who listen to the show regularly are aware that 
I usually talk to Winnipeg and Manitoba artists about their music. And this is a bit of a stretch <laughs> to fit with the definition of what the show is. But um, I have on the phone right now um, an old friend who I played in bands with many, many years ago, like more than 20 now, I think, we're, we're up to. And yeah. uh, you haven't even lived in Canada for quite a while either right so it's like on both counts we're making a big stretch here but i know you've listened to the show and you've you know you've given me feedback about the show in the past and stuff and so you know it's kind of cool to have you on uh from somewhere warmer than this and yeah so uh maybe you want to introduce yourself because uh, you can probably explain what you do now or however you want to describe yourself now better than i can uh yeah so um i'm alex and i played in in grandpa's army with uh with sam and you um years ago uh in addition to uh i think doing a variety of like creative projects together over the years from kind of junior high onwards i think yeah um and uh yeah and then um i like about five years ago now i think five or six years ago um moved to san francisco and i'm just working in the tech industry here um and so, yeah, not uh, part of the Winnipeg music scene at no, all. Not, not for a while, right? But I think no. it's, I think it's probably like you were just saying, though. I think it's safe to say that, that this project probably wouldn't have existed if we hadn't done all these other weird projects over the years, kind of leading up to it. Because I think the podcast is kind of the culmination in a of a bunch of other things from attempted record labels that obviously failed because we had no idea what we were doing and all these bands and stuff and weird like uh, businesses that weren't businesses and, and websites and things. And eventually it kind of ended up being this, which I've actually stuck with. So in some way, I mean, you are partially responsible for whatever this is. <laughs> whatever this it's, is it's great to see that when I was out of the way, something was successful. <laughs> right, right. Once you were gone, then it worked. <laughs> yeah. Which is funny because in a lot of the other projects we had, it was usually you doing the technology side of things and making things actually work and me just coming up with stupid ideas. So it's, it's kind of like a reverse here. But yeah, no, it's cool. Um, it's ridiculous to think that it's been, it's been like more than 20 years since we were in that band together because it, I think yeah. because we've propagated it for so long and made it seem like it's still important, even though it never was, um, it seems like it's more recent, but yeah, it's, that's a while ago. It's very interesting. So I, uh, obviously what you're referring to with the propagation is things like the documentary yes. that we made about a high school band that was around for two years yeah. um, and spent maybe way too much time a on year, that yeah. a year working on the yeah. documentary. Yeah. Um, but like, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting that, uh, at the time, I think those were just like stupid projects that we were doing to like, you know, get creative energy out. And that was like uh, a subject that we had that was available to us of yeah. like, oh, this, this is a this is a mine you know, or a well that we can mine or whatever. Yeah, yeah um, for sure. But like seeing other documentaries and talking to people that have been in bands, like even in college and things like that. It's also like no one else. No one else does that. No. <laughs> like and maybe that, they should. It, yeah, I, I think it'd be like a funny thing, but it's like such an investment of time and effort into a single kind of like a conceptual joke. Yeah, and a very, very small <laughs> in-joke that made sense to a very small group of people. But, you know, yeah. I, I've been watching a lot of um, uh, music documentaries. I mean, I always, I always have, but um, lately I watched uh, one about the Washington, D.C. punk scene in the 80s. You know, all those bands like Minor Threat and Bad Brains and stuff. And <laughs> the reason that that kind of documentary even exists is for the same reason that ours did in just the sense that people filmed stuff and people took photos of stuff and people yeah. took the time to actually document things as were happening, which I'm sure at the time, none of that seemed important too. Right. I mean, I, I doubt like the first minor threat show seemed like a big deal. 
mm-hmm. anyone but the guys in the band, right? And and obviously they went on to success and actually having a record label that made money and being like iconic. But it's the same thing. It's just, you know, the fact that they were filming it or someone was filming it and they were keeping track of it and stuff. And I think that's kind of what this podcast in a way is all about too, is just continuing that idea of documenting everything, no matter how weird and how bad it is. And maybe at some point, some of it will have a greater interest to, to somebody out there, even if it's just me. Yeah. I mean, I don't think I was ever like working on those projects to carry. I think it was more just like, I wanted to make a documentary. Yeah. 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 And the other subject, uh, we didn't have like an in to it. Whereas this one, we like, we had an in, we knew the people, we knew we could set up interviews. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was like low stakes. Yeah. Yeah, very low stakes. But then nothing got a ton of views. Like, people actually watched it, which is crazy to think, you know, because when you watch it now, I don't know when you last took a look at it, but it's very in-jokey, the whole thing. Like, yeah. despite the amount of work we put into it and the amount of effort we put into planning everything out, if you didn't know at least six of the ten people in the band at the time, half of the jokes make no sense. So it's it's interesting, there's jokes, but uh, so someone recently recommended the TV show uh, Glow to me. It's, um, okay, the it's wrestling about, like, thing? Yeah. We I haven't seen it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. In the 90s. So there's a, there's a TV show, which is very good. It's like fictionalized, though, and then there's a documentary about it. And um, so when I got caught up on the show, the same person was like, you have to watch the documentary. Okay. And I watched that, and it's like on Netflix, this documentary, and it's only like moderately better than our documentary <laughs> really um because they also have like a lot of their footage is vhs tapes from okay. the 90s that makes sense yeah uh, which kind of looks like most of our stuff was also vhs because like uh so the band just for context was around 98 to 2000 yeah and so back then like digital recording wasn't it was kind of making the transition so a lot of the stuff that we have was vhs so it reminded me of that sure um and then the interviews like weren't it was the same sort of thing where like uh we had a lot of dr- drama between people yes. in the band and each of the band, like band members had their own character, which was not intentional from us. It was just life. But yeah, um, it so came out well though. Like they, they definitely seem unique on there, which is just how it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. is interesting. But yeah, no, that's uh, it's funny that, that thing still exists. And if I remember correctly, you've lost like the password to that YouTube account, right? So that's staying up there forever. Is that, <laughs> is that what's uh, happening with that document? Yeah. I think it was created before, um, google bought youtube sure yeah I think so, so yeah. there was a certain amount of time where you could get those accounts back you could actually phone a number um, oh, really? and talk to a real person to get it up. like because yeah, it was like they they did that for like a year or two or something and now now you can't get back in yeah so it's it's there yeah. it's floating around the internet forever whether we yeah. want it to or not but yeah yeah it, it, it is cool though i mean like it's uh it's kind of neat that that era of our whatever it was is <laughs> documented in some way because you know i think that now everyone can do this because everyone has a cell phone everyone's phones have or everyone has a smartphone yeah. they all have cameras you you're instagramming everything you're facebooking everything but that didn't exist then and i think that like there are so many bands that i wish had done that no matter how crappy and how insignificant the stuff they were talking about because I, I, yeah. I have tapes and, and cds and stuff from local bands that i never got a chance to see live and there's no video of them whatsoever and even if it had been terrible you know, some guy walking around in the background with a video camera out of focus, whatever, it would still be cool to have that. And that's just, it's not there. Yeah. It's, um, it's very interesting how some things are just completely lost. Like there were so many bands. I think it's like, if it wasn't for your site, having 
some of the bands up it's like some of them are completely gone like, not, I was asking yeah, about, you can't find about them. other bands the other day and it's like yeah like rwpo um i think i owned the album at some point and i don't like i have no access to that music anymore i used to have some of the hot live guys um pre like just post the horns and everything yeah 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 um they, yeah, they and, had an album that like, no one knows where it is they had one called surf pipe and hot that no one has is that and, the one with like just in time where is that before um the split of uh quincy and yeah i think not, so. i think so yeah i think it's i think it's i remember like david it, on drums yeah yeah yeah, think, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and i had three of those tracks but i don't i don't have them anymore or like they're on a hard drive somewhere yeah whatever yeah well, so someone needs i mean that's the kind of thing that that probably i'm sure they made copies of it i don't know why i didn't get one at the time but i'm sure they're floating around somewhere and it's going to end up either in a garbage like a landfill or in a thrift store somewhere and no one's gonna know what it is and they'll just get buried and it sucks mm-hmm. like that's why i kind of hoard local music still because there's so much cool stuff that's out there that just is gonna go away Don't get on the train 
You better take my advice Don't get on the train You better take my advice Don't get on the train You better take my advice Can I make a hard transition here to yeah, uh, give some context uh, to, I guess, me being on here, which is that, um, so when I moved here, one of the most interesting things, this is like, this is a really hard transition, by okay. the way, this has nothing to do with what we talked about. Context so, to you being on this show or you being in California? Yeah, on the show. Okay. Um, so one, one of the really interesting things uh, about moving here was all the like history that the Bay Area has with music. Yeah, and yeah, so like, sure. I remember the first first day that i was here um when i came down for an interview originally uh i was taking the the like local subway in and it went by daily city and i was like oh, cool daily city train yeah, yeah it was like yeah, just immediately yeah. there's so many like rancid references yeah uh, probably them more than any other band i think uh that i listen to anyway um it's like so many song titles and stuff are all just things yeah uh, around here but then you think about that in our context in Winnipeg and there's a lot of bands like Propagandi, for example, who has local mm-hmm. references in almost every album and some of them are not even, they're really subtle and you wouldn't get it. It doesn't even mention a street name or something. It'll mention like, you know, a sign on a wall or something. And if you, if you were there and that year when they recorded that album, you know what they're talking about. And that's yeah. awesome because people in, in California or in England or wherever else, they have no idea what that is, but it sounds cool and they remember it. Just like we remember yeah. Daily City Train. I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm never going to know what that is, right? It's a train, obviously. <laughs> I don't know what Daily City is. Like, I don't really care either. I just, it evokes something because I, I the song, right? Like, yeah. yeah. It's it's just a, it like, it's literally just, a, it's like taking, it's like saying the 60 Pemina bus or something. Yeah, right. Actually, yeah. to, to kind of connect <laughs> what you just said about RWPO, they had a song about the 18 Cordon. <laughs> so oh, yeah. if, if for some reason RWPO became super famous and, and like, you know, had an international reach, which I doubt they did, that would maybe be, I don't know, relevant. Someone would think, oh, what's, yeah. what's, a, what's a cordon? What's an 18? You know, it's kind of cool. But no, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's interesting. I imagine there's a lot of stuff like that in cities because, you know, there's a lot of bands that I listen to pretty heavily that I think probably do a lot of that stuff and I just don't know what it means. Because I mean, like, mm. yeah, and just even slang and references to, like, just like a neighborhood or something. I mean, you know, people, not to go dwell on propaganda, but they have that early song where they're making fun of River Heights. And yeah. uh, like a fine day in River Heights or whatever, right? And, and like to someone you know who just likes Fat Records and has that that song because they you know Napster propaganda in 1999 or something. Like they don't know what River Heights is. Yeah. And it's like it's kind of cool. I don't know. I, I, I always like that. I like hearing local references and things, especially when I don't get it because it makes me want to know what it is a little bit. Well, that's like um, the the song Salvation by Rancid. They talk yeah. about going to this, um, you know the rich neighborhood. Yeah, that they're yeah, talking yeah. About. yeah. It's called Blackhawk, and I think they reference it by name in the song. Yeah, they do, yeah. Um, yeah. And it is, like, a really weird place. Like, uh, it's three hours outside the city, and it, and it's, like, a manufactured rich person town that was made. Oh, weird. Um, around, like, a golf course or something. So, like, it's interesting because you hear that song, and at first you think, like, maybe that it's just the juxtaposition of him, like, of the wealth. Yeah. But it's, like, it is that, but it's also that even for people with wealth, that's a weird place. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's it also. Um, I think that uh, I. I know I've said this on the show before too, but I mean, I've never actually named you, you know, outright. But I think you kind of got me into podcasting in the first place because I didn't. At the time, mm. I first started listening to podcasts. 
I thought, and I, this is legit, I thought podcasts were something you need an iPod for, and I refused to get one because I was into <laughs> tapes and stuff, whatever. And then I thought you needed to pay for it because I always heard like things, oh, subscribe to this. I'm like, well, I'm not paying to listen to something on a piece of hardware that I don't own. <laughs> so I don't care what yeah. this is. This is some kind of weird internet thing that I, I just have no frame of reference for. But then you sent me the, um, and I, 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 I hate admitting this because I don't like this show, but you sent me a Nerdist episode with Henry Rollins yeah. on it because you knew I like Black Flag and, and you know, all that. and I listened to that and I was like, my, my takeaway from that was I hate the host, but <laughs> I, I really like, no. I really like the format here. This is before all the unpleasantness and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But like, I, I love the format here. I didn't realize this was something that you could, you could actually do where you could just sit down and interview people and then put it on the internet for people to hear. Like I, I knew of obviously campus radio and stuff, but I think, so I think that was my first introduction. So again, in some way or another, you're responsible for this shit. Like, <laughs> you know, that's, I, I can do like a full circle with that because it's interesting. One of the other, so I don't really listen to podcasts that much anymore, yeah. but one of, one of the other ones I listened to at that time was, uh, the WTF with Mark. Maron yeah, yeah. I hate podcast. that show too, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but something that he talks about a lot, um, or at least back when I used to listen to the show, was like he would interview people, and he'd always talk about like a an older brother, or he was like yes, everyone yes. had a, everyone had a guy who introduced them to music for sure, yeah. And like you were that for me. Well, that's good. Which is that like I don't know how that I, paid off in the end, but <laughs> it probably got you well, some good stuff. Yeah, no, no, no. I yeah. mean, totally, because I I feel like I. Um, like even when we were in junior high and stuff, it's like I would never think to go and just like walk around a record store. Yeah. And but then you'd be like, I did hey, for do, fun. You want, <laughs> do you want to hang out today? Yeah. And we would just go and, and then I'd like I'd listen to stuff, I'd see album covers and uh bringing it completely full circle. I remember like part of us, the documentary and all the weird other gimmicks that we did. <laughs> I think a lot of that was was from Alien Hybrid. Yes. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. And so like and that was like a memory that I had of us going and me being like you know, first of all, being introduced to just like consuming music mm -hmm. and, and learning about new music from you. And then seeing that was just like, this is like art with music. Like, yeah. 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 It's really cool. And I guess for like, if anyone doesn't know what Alien Hybrid is, uh, we actually did. Well, it, it was a band that released DIY tapes and they were sold in record stores in Winnipeg back in like 95 or something. And it was all homemade. They had a bunch of artwork put in it, all kinds of weird action figures that they had made out of clay and stuff and, and stickers and pins. And it was all extremely DIY. And the music sounded like it was recorded on one of those, basically hitting record on one of the boom boxes, like how we used to record stuff. And it was, the quality was awful. The songs were great. And I still listen to it. I still have three of the tapes and I still rate Alien Hybrid extremely highly in my list of, you know, local bands over the years. But yeah, the idea that you could just put out some lo-fi homemade tape and it would be in a store and people could buy it and you could throw all kinds of other stuff in it is that was yeah. hugely influential. And I think yeah, in a way that's kind of responsible for everything I've done since. <laughs> and I think I mean Rob Crooks too, like when he was originally hosting the show with me, um we talked about that all the time, how Alien Hybrid that kind of kicked kicked it off for both of us to get involved in making music because we saw that we could. And it didn't yeah. have to be good. You didn't have to have any training or any kind of like knowledge of <laughs> professionalism or anything. You could just make something and put it out there and someone would hear it. And I bought it having no idea who they were. It's because it was three bucks. I had three bucks and it looked cool. And then I bought it and I still have the tapes like, you know, 30 years later or whatever. So kind of cool. Uh -huh. Maybe not 30, but 20 years later. Yeah. 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 Whatever the math is on that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. So I guess, I guess like if anyone in Winnipeg through the local music scene, would recognize you it would be people who were around in like the ska and punk scene i guess of the late 90s yeah early 2000s because um, that was i mean i know you played in the afterbeat briefly uh, after grandpa's army 
but that was yeah. like a few months, right? That wasn't anything kind of substantial. Yeah, that was like three months or something. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, kind of unceremoniously just left. But <laughs> um, yeah, I think probably actually the way that a bunch of people would is that um, I kind of, uh, I did like the booking for Grandpa's Army. So yeah, yeah. Be, a lot of the times it was like if people at shows would come up and be like, hey, do you guys play other shows? They would exchange numbers with me or I'd end up talking to like random people on the phone about shows um yeah that was kind of like mostly mostly it i wouldn't say that i was like a big part of the punk scene like and especially after um our band broke up like i didn't i didn't make a big practice of going to a lot of shows um which is kind of unfortunate because like looking back there was a lot of great bands in the tons of them yeah yeah um but you know i think that was kind of a thing with the ska scene though because I mean, every band had like 20 people in it. And a lot of the yeah. players in those bands were people who weren't necessarily from that kind of scene. They were people from, you know, like uh, band programs at high schools and stuff. And so a lot yeah. of them, that was, uh, not that you were, but a lot of them, that was kind of their their entry into the larger music scene. And some of them stuck around and started going to punk shows or whatever. And some of them are still, you know, doing stuff in Winnipeg. But a lot of them just kind of, once the Scott thing died out, they were, they were done with it. Yeah. And that was the end of it. Um... Yeah, well, and I think, like, um, in the same way that that happened with our band, like you're saying, I think it was the same with others, a lot of them weren't, they were never in it for the scene or for, like, it was just, like, you know, someone asked them to be in a ska band. (laughs) They were, like, like, sure. Sure, what's a ska band? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's kind of unfortunate, though, because, I mean, there are a few ska bands left in Winnipeg and hopefully there will be more yeah. eventually, but that was fun. Like it was, uh, I don't know. I, I still feel, I have very fond memories of that, even though our band was not very good, you know, uh, certain members were great, but yeah. <laughs> like, you know, in terms of actually performing and stuff, like we were pretty crappy and, and uh, but it was super fun. And like, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I wish that was still a thing. Those kind of big all ages shows. It seems like now because everything's easier for people to segment themselves into their own little internet corners, they don't yeah. do those kind of big shows as much, and, and I, I sort of miss it. I mean, I miss it on behalf of the 17-year-olds now, you know what I mean? Right. They have something else, I'm sure, that they do that I'm too old to know about, but it just seemed like it was a, a time and place kind of thing that is gone now. Uh, interesting. I, I don't know if I... that's true, because I'm not, you know, I'm too old, right? But, like, yeah. I'm sure, I guarantee you there are scenes happening that I, I've only vaguely heard of that are equally as, as, as involved and there's tons of kids doing it and stuff. I, I don't know what that is, but mm. I can't imagine some teenagers booking the West End Cultural Center and like throwing CDs at people, <laughs> whatever else ridiculous, just building like a bunker on stage, you know, and eating toast on stage. Like just that level of, of, of childish <laughs> kind of buffoonery, like in a venue of that prestige, I, it wouldn't happen now, I don't think. That would be at a house show well, or like a... I mean, to be fair, I also heard stories that we were almost like banned from that place. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked, yeah. Um, it is very interesting though, like you're, you're talking about that, about prestige and stuff. And I think that was the other interesting thing just generally about like being in a band um, in high school for listeners that are, you know, whatever, yeah. might be in that situation or went through that themselves is just how you, you end up learning. Like I remember um being like super excited when some larger bands in the city asked us to play shows with oh them. for sure yeah and then and then you kind of play shows with them and you're like oh they're just they're just like regular people and then you go to these venues and you're like oh this is like a super professional venue yeah and then you see the sound guy like drinking at the bar before the show yeah yeah and you're like 
oh no, this guy's just like, he's a fan of music and he's got his background in yeah. music, you know, whatever. Um, but it's like, you know, people are, people have passion for it to be there most of the time or, or some other reason. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just like an interesting scene, like the good and the bad of, yeah. of having kind of the, the veil lifted once you kind of get in. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, like, I don't know if you have this experience, but I'll sometimes see like documentaries about bands or talk to people who have who have done like music professionally. Yeah. Well, I talk to people um, a lot. Done, like... yeah. Sorry? I talk to a lot of people who have done music professionally just over the course yeah, of doing the yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. But, um, but I mean, like, I don't know if you've had this feeling with it where there's like a, even though we didn't do anything really. No. Some of those experiences, there's like some relation there where you can kind of be like, you can extrapolate from like yeah, yeah. backstage at the West End to being like, oh, I can, I can see what it's like to be backstage other places or. Totally. Um, I don't know. Like I remember when I played the pyramid with the afterbeat, there was a room upstairs. Yeah. And it was like all the artists that had come had like signed the wall. And there was like a bunch of like really big name uh, artists that had signed up there. And it like, wasn't completely lost on me. Like, Oh, this is like really cool to be like a part of this. Yeah. Have this like experience. Yeah. Whatever small part of it you are, you, you, you still shared the room that all these guys have been in and, and signed. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. And if like, if music had been a serious career thing for me like i think that would have that would have really helped to be like oh yeah i could make this or whatever like it wasn't for me yeah yeah but yeah, me neither uh, yeah, yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're on that step that those guys also took at some point yeah. and so it's like oh i'm following this path this could yeah could end up with the same result but then no of course not <laughs> i the only signature i like remember really distinctly was biff naked it okay. was like a really cool looking signature but well and she's like you know as someone from winnipeg who has done very well for herself like she's you know super successful like so yeah i mean that's i'm sure she followed all the exact same steps too you know all those crappy little i mean i know for sure she played all those crappy little bar shows and the albert and everything until eventually mm. getting to like you know being much music all day every day kind of thing so yeah that's kind of cool are you in a car right now by the way yeah i am uh <laughs> it, just, it just it just dawned on me I mean, like, we're, we're doing a video chat thing here so, so if, in case anyone's yeah. wondering how i would know that but it just occurred to me that you are in a vehicle yeah, there was some noise in the in the apartment, and I okay. felt like with the microphone and everything, it would be better. But that's also why you'll see uh, lights. Yeah, on my face I've seen a few yeah. lights flashing by. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, there's uh, yeah, it's a little bit busy right here right now. I don't know why. Yesterday, I baked a pie with spice. But before I could cut me a slice The friendly apple pie gave me some useful advice About the sleepies, 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 sleepies That of not It's where to go, not The firm is low, not Come for the show and the sleepies, sleepies That of not Donkey for a dime If you want it you can find a blue line And the sleepy that of not It's where to go not The crime is low not Come for the show and the sleepy sleepy that of not 
If you charm, you'll be here to stay Elvis came and couldn't get away Cream of alligator is the soup of the day And the sleepy, 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 sleepy of night It's where to go, not the promised lord, not Come for the show in the sleepy, sleepy land of night Have you um, made any attempt or, or, or like to, to check out what the local music scene is out there? Because it's got, I mean, it's such a big place, right? It's got to be so many bands. Yeah. I mean, just, just based on what you're talking about, all those punk bands coming from there back in the day and having that legacy and stuff, there's, I imagine there's a pretty hefty amount of local music. Yeah, I haven't explored too much. I do know that like I found when I lived, when I first moved here, I lived in a different neighborhood and I found um, a place called Bottom of the Hill and it like had a lot of punk Okay. Um, kind of like you know mid-level fat records type bands yeah, yeah, yeah. and then local local bands and whatever they would come through um and be playing at that place uh and then there's like another venue near it that i think also has some kind of history of hosting punk bands because that that whole neighborhood um has like a lot of old factories and it's like kind of a uh i don't even know what you would equate it to but like it's the kind of place where you'd expect a punk club because it's sure. like kind of dive bars um that kind of thing uh but i don't know if it's the same with punk like i haven't gotten into any super like local or or independent stuff yeah but i i've heard from other musicians in the city that just because it's a it's one of the most expensive cities in the u.s to live in yeah yeah yeah. a lot of it gets pushed out like a lot of art and things like that um and so like i do know that there's punk stuff happening over in oakland a bit yeah okay even there it's kind of gentrifying a lot and so i yeah, I haven't gotten into it, but it wouldn't surprise me if a lot of it gets pushed out um, just because it's, yeah, it's pretty expensive. Right. But even then, you probably have the suburban teenagers who are doing that kind of stuff too, right? I mean, if I find like a lot of the punk rock stuff is, yeah, there's the kind of like skid crust punk types, you know? And then there's also yeah. some guy in his parents' basement at 15, like, you know, out by the pool or something. <laughs> playing like you know fat record style skate punk and stuff and so it's like some of those bands were not um kind of the stereotypical like poverty stricken punk rockers right like some of them are just yeah that's true um i think one of the things though and i don't know like maybe there's absolutely no um basis in this but i never hear like instruments when i'm walking around the neighborhoods here okay and um compared to winnipeg houses are very like most houses in the city are you're it's like rows like you're connected to the house next to you right and so so that just doesn't I, happen yeah i feel like drums would be like a heart and people don't have basements like basements right. don't really exist right. here um so i don't like there certainly are suburbs but in like san francisco proper i think it is a bit harder like i do know i don't know i i do some stuff at a jam space so like there is music in the city and I know like uh, I talked to someone who plays saxophone and like things. And so like it is, it's here, but I think it's, um, I think probably when you're talking about like the suburbs, the suburbs are actually out, like there are other cities. Yeah, I guess so. Right? Yeah, yeah. That are yeah. like half an hour or an hour away or something. So. Yeah, no, that's cool. What, what do you, what um, are you, like that's probably where you get more. what are you doing like creatively now? Cause you're not playing, you're not playing any bands or anything, but you, you, have, you have still have stuff going on, right? Yeah, um, I took, I did have 
I brought actually my drums from Winnipeg to Montreal to down here. Okay. And I had them for uh, just up until like a couple months ago. I was taking some lessons and whatnot, but not like playing in any bands or anything. Um, and then otherwise, it's like mainly I've been doing a lot of improv. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like uh, I have an, an indie group with that, which is like it's kind of it's very much like being in a band. There's like four of us that meet every week and we do shows. Oh, yeah um and whatnot and then um in what certainly uh will be either surprising or unbelievable to uh <laughs> or incongruent to mutual friends of ours yeah. to hear um i've also done some rap improv which is like yeah um that more, is very surprising yeah yeah, yeah it's more it's more improv than rap to be fair i guess but um yeah, it's it's a very like interesting muscle because everything is freestyle. Like the, absolutely none of it is prepared. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so you're really having to like figure the stuff out on the fly, and usually also tell a story with it. Like okay. it's not it's not just like rap battle stuff. It's well, usually... it has to be funny too, I guess. Right? Is that is that there? I assume there's a comedy um, element or no? The, well, so there's like a rule with most of the improv stuff, which is that you don't try to be funny. Okay. Because inherently everyone sees that you're like struggling to come up with something on the fly. And so it becomes funny. Sure. Sure. But if, but if you try it, then it's, it's kind of winking too much to the audience. Um, so no, like you don't really try for punchlines. You're really kind of just desperately <laughs> trying to get it to rhyme. Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's like so much fun to learn about, um, you know, cause obviously uh, you mentioned Rob earlier. Yeah. Um, I think he was like the person that I knew the, the best who was doing rap in the city. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I really liked his stuff like that Grubbs album. Yeah. It's great. Um, still have think, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think like I, I had a copy of it. I want to say that maybe he like recorded it in my computer or like, you cut out for a second, but huh? we're good. You cut out for a second, but we're good. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it came through, but yeah, yeah. I was just rambling um yeah so it's interesting to like not have exposure to how people strategize like freestyles in their head and like what they're thinking about and whatnot yeah um and kind of research that is, is really interesting um because it you know it involves still the rhythm of music but then uh thinking about you know couplets but then rhymes in between like the different nouns um it's like a really interesting challenge is um I was going to say, have you ever recorded any of that stuff? But I imagine it kind of doesn't lend itself to being recorded properly because it's all on the fly, right? Like, would, um, it, would it ruin it if you... Like, would, it, would it ruin it if you, if you recorded it? It's ephemeral. I do have recordings of it um, because they film a lot of the shows. Like, okay. Because if you want to get into festivals and stuff, you have to film. So I do have it. Uh, I don't know that I have anything I want to share. Sure, that, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like... Um, it is surprising listening to things back to and, and being like getting off stage and being like that, that was like terrible. And to even be associated with the word rap is like embarrassing, yeah. but then you hear the audience reaction to it and people are like very forgiving just because I think they're like, how, how are people even trying this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. How are they even putting it all there? Um, and so yeah, like the, the crowd reactions always has been amazing each time, but, um, it's I don't know, it still feels weird when you like get to a line and then you have nothing to rhyme with you you just kind of look stupid right which so basically that's i mean how is that different from just regular old freestyle rap uh i guess it's not much but i gather that in freestyle rap they often 
it's not really like they often come with a bunch of lines preloaded. Sure, sure. Um, whereas it's like, um, for instance, I was invited to do like a mini show with someone the other day. And uh, like the day that we went on, I was like, oh, what are we doing? And she said, oh, this is like a Harry Potter thing. Okay. And I I know nothing about Harry Potter. Yeah, same here. I've um, totally alien to yeah, all that. And so it. like, even if I had prepared something, it wouldn't have like, yeah, it was too short notice. So it's like, you really just have to be ready to be thrown at anything and then like have some idea of how to, um, I guess it's like, it's like the improv art form in general. You kind of learn to trust yourself of like, throw something out and then trust that you're going to be able to complete it. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like what it like. So if in the normal one, it's like you start a, you start a scene and you don't know what's going to happen in it, but you like starting, it's important. And with this one, it's like, you'll start a rhyme. You'll like spit up, spit a bar to use the vernacular. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> in you, the parlance of our times. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out what rhymes with that word, or I'm going to use this time to like, think of two more rhymes or something like that or, sure. or like some gimmick they can do or whatever yeah um yeah but i don't know it's it's like mind mind bending a little bit yeah i bet yeah 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 like especially when it goes fast but yeah we practiced with like a beatboxer okay um who's from new york and he worked with like a bunch of groups out there there's one that's really popular out there called north coast i think okay um and they do like sold out shows on on saturday like it's like a like available kind of uh, okay okay uh, and then um similar to that if you see something in the same style uh lynn manuel miranda did called freestyle love supreme okay and they're bringing it broadway actually and it's basically like him and some friends come up and get suggestions and then they just do a bunch of like they like they'll freestyle a track based on that with like choruses and stuff like that oh cool we did that um we had a uh, a few shows at the park theater over the past couple of years called the big mix-up and essentially it was that with a bunch of musicians and they would get uh, a genre and a topic thrown out from the audience and they would just play it and it'd be like people who had never played before oh, that's cool. so you have like a you know metal guitarist and a trumpet player and an accordion player or whatever and then they would have to play like a ska song about peanuts or whatever, you know whatever it was yeah yeah it's kind of cool. The funny thing is, um, as you're talking about doing this 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 freestyle hip hop stuff, your image and voice yeah. is starting to get more and more pixelated and like almost auto tune sounding. And I, I realize it's not <laughs> intentional, but like you'll start talking and all of a sudden it'll get all all these little squares on your face, and then you hear this weird kind of robotic uh, voice thing happening. So it kind of fits <laughs> with right. the subject matter, I guess, a little bit. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, you seem to be more of like a human face now than you were a few minutes ago. So that's I, I guess that's a good thing. Brunei.
<laughs> what is this called? Yeah. What is your 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 group called? Uh, well, so uh, there's two groups basically. Okay. Um, the rap one is called Deadbeats Poet Society. Okay. Uh, named after the movie, but yes. with Deadbeat in it. Sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I wouldn't yeah, have figured that, that out yet. Like, yeah, has only performed a, a couple times. Um, and then yeah, the other group is uh, is is called Mandatory Friends. Okay. Um, because we weren't doing shows and someone said if you're not doing shows then you're just kind of mandatory friends and i was like that's the name right it's there. a good name yeah yeah um yeah uh, uh but but we are starting to do some shows with that but yeah it's um it's interesting because like i think in, in going back to me right uh, i think one of the things that i enjoyed about it um and like especially doing things playing off johnny johnny perrin who's the singer yeah was doing kind of like performative stuff yeah um you know whether it was like i think we got into a thing where he and i would like race at each other and tackle each other or something sounds vaguely familiar yeah 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 Yeah. um and like other kind of gimmicks that and so i feel like this is kind of uh it's it's in the same kind of vein in some ways of like that that creative output right um just very different uh, but it's also like learning a bit about acting and stuff as well Yeah. yeah Is there an end goal with that, or are you just doing it for fun, like just to kind of, as a free time kind of filler? Yeah, yeah, it's just a hobby. Like, um, one, I don't, I don't think that I have the time or the like natural inclination to make any kind of money off of it. But sure. also, it's like my 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 day job is um, like my real passion with things. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure. Well, that's good. I mean, like, yeah. you don't. But have to, like. Yeah main thing is just that it's it's really interesting to explore like in um one of the classes for the regular one the musical um one we did uh like some meisner technique which like you may have heard of it's like acting you basically uh like just sit in the chair and look at the other person and you start to just observe things you're like you look nervous and then the other person just repeats it back and you just like repeat it back and so it seems really lame yeah but when you do it you get into this like kind of meditation with the person and then you, it like brings out kind of the idea behind it is that you're bringing out your real emotions. And like, it's a, a theory around acting where if you use like how things actually respond to you, it like makes it more authentic. Okay. Um, but it's like, it's like a really cool thing to do because you're like, Oh, this is not actually bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah. There's something <laughs> there's to it. Yeah. Really shit going on here. yeah. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, you're turning into a robot again. So I'm going to, uh, I think yeah. this is maybe a good way to, to, to end it. But um, so as far sure. as people are concerned who, who don't, maybe don't know who you are, and there's probably a lot of people because you haven't lived here for a while. Um, the only yeah. stuff that's available of your work really uh, in terms of music or anything entertainment related is the old Grandpa's Army stuff, right? I mean, we have the documentary still yeah. online and I can link to that if anyone, you know, feels like watching a giant in-joke. Um, but there's a bunch of recordings and stuff. And uh, I don't think you ever recorded anything when you were in the Afterbeat, did you? Um, were you on that one demo or something well, or I did, but I don't know if they released it. Okay. Um, if, if you listen to, if you hear the song, what's it called? No one likes you or something like that. If there's like really good organ at the end, me, if there isn't, then it's not me. Right. Right. 
I think I have a copy of that demo. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure it exists. It exists somewhere for sure. I think I have it in the CD booklet somewhere over here. So, yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure, I'm sure that they, whoever's left of that, I don't think it, they're not, they're not together. Anymore. No, no, no. It's been a while. Yeah. 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 I would imagine, um, uh, Mike Reese probably doesn't want people knowing that I was in that band for any amount of <laughs> right, time. Right. Right. <laughs> Well, now it's on the podcast, but yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Well, yeah, well, uh, yeah, thanks for doing this. I mean, it's kind of fun to, uh, having the ability to do these phone recordings means that I can catch up with a lot of people who have moved out of Winnipeg because a lot of my friends from kind of back when I first started getting into the music scene no longer live here for whatever reason. Some of them have actually gone into bands and, and tour and stuff or moved to different cities. Some of them have just moved and have completely cut off anything music related. I mean, but it's cool because it, this gives me a chance to not only catch up, but also create content, which is what we were doing in the first place that kind of started this whole thing too. I mean, like if we'd had, if we, if podcasts had existed back when we were doing all of those stupid projects, I'm sure we would have had yeah. one. I'm sure it would have been awful. And I'm sure we would have been very embarrassed by a lot of the stuff that was on it. So I'm kind of glad we didn't. But, you know, it's it's cool to use this technology to kind of continue doing weird little projects that maybe someone will hear once and maybe like, and, and if they don't, who cares, right? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I feel like one day we're going to find a disc or something that's going to have all of these ridiculous uh, things we had, we had done, like, in 96 or 99 or whatever. Because we did a lot of weird videos and, and like, uh, stories and, and all this stuff that uh, it's somewhere. I don't know where, but yeah, I feel like most of it's most of it knowing us was promoted. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's got to be somewhere. Someone has a copy of it, right? I mean, I know there. No, 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 I mean, like, I, I don't know what could be hidden that we oh, don't already oh. know about. Right, right, right. Well, I know there were. Uh, maybe this is a good. Uh, this is a way to wrap it up here. But I know that we had yeah. um, released a best of Grandpa's Army CD that we for some reason sold at a Scalloween that we weren't playing at years after the band broke up. And it wasn't yeah, the it, it wasn't a DVD box set. It was like this other disc that we sold to a few people. I've never seen one of those since. So that's like the only thing I can think of that is actually physically exists that is outstanding. Someone has it. I, I just that's I, true. It's all the same songs because we only have like ten of them. But oh, another thing that's missing is I used to have a recording of the MWG show. But I, oh yeah yeah but yeah. That is, but that's gone now as well. Do you? I guess you don't still have those tapes, eh? No, I, I don't have anything. So okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's gone. It's gone forever. That's not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, awesome. Okay. I think well, what we do, what we do have somewhere is, do you remember the montage of Grandpa's Army stuff? To yes. Green Day's Time of Your Life. Yes, I do James's remember that. mom cried when she saw it. Yes. I didn't know that part, but I, I remember the, the montage. Yeah. That exists somewhere. <laughs> it, it exists somewhere. I feel like, I thought it was on archive.org, but I don't know. Well, there is a podcast. There's something we called a podcast on there, which is us doing the commentary to a live show. Uh, and it's described as a podcast. And it has like a few thousand downloads, I guess, because people didn't know what it was. And maybe, I don't know why. But it's, it's unlistenable. Like, even if you have the video with it, it's, it's absolutely unlistenable. It's just a bunch of in-jokes and us making reference to things on the screen that no one else can see. And it's, it's awful. But it's there. So yeah. that's, well, that's something. Dance like nobody's watching or whatever that expression is. Yeah, that sounds sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well. Cool. Well. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for doing this. It's kind of fun, and um, uh, I'm sure we'll talk 
in the future, as we always do. But uh, yeah. if people want to hear any of the Grandpa's Army stuff, it's all on the Witch Police website. Um, I'm going to link to a bunch of it. I might even throw some Grandpa's Army songs in here, just for fun and to continue propagating this shitty band that we have propagated for decades now, <laughs> under the, the the impression that maybe it's worth something. But yeah, um, yeah they'll be on there. Well, and, and maybe maybe I'll throw in like just a one little plug is that if people want to look up that North Coast that I mentioned, yeah. Love Supreme. It would be like if there's people in Winnipeg that are doing improv or rap, they might be interested in in trying to build a community of that there. Okay. Um, because it's a, I, I I think it's a really cool activity to do, and and so many people when you tell them like, hey, I'm doing this, and I suck at it, but you should come and check it out. Everyone yeah. is like, yeah, I want to learn how to rap, or you know, like everyone's everyone likes that angle of it. Yeah, sure, um, sure. And so like it's a it's a really cool thing to try out. Cool. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay, awesome. Uh, people should look that up. And if you want to hear more episodes of this show, go to witchpolice.com. Uh, all 400 and whatever, it'll be 420-something, I'm sure, by the time this comes out, are there for free download and streaming. You can also tune in on Sundays at midnight on 101.5 UMFM. And those are older episodes that get a second wind a few months after they come out as podcasts. So, you know, this is September now. It might be like March or something when someone, some poor soul is, turns on their radio at midnight in the car and they hear this stupid conversation. <laughs> but it, it'll be there, which is kind of cool. You know, this is actually going to be on the real radio, which is, uh, you know, uh, I, it's, yeah, it's interesting. We, we talked about some cool stuff, though. And I, I think that, like, the idea of of all of these weird projects we had when we were kids, basically, kind of provoking wanting to do more creative things is valuable. Because I think that, like, like you're saying with the improv stuff and me with this podcast, and I think that a lot of yeah. people that we know too kind of use those weird experiences towards doing something. Like, I mean, I mean, like, maybe this is what I'm gonna end it with is this song actually. But you kind of produced the Rolling in the Juice Box record that that Rob Crooks and Jesse Matus did, right? I mean, you recorded it on your computer at your parents' house, I think. Is that right? I would I would say it's more accurate to say that I recorded it okay, recorded and I it. I gave them like one or two ideas that they right. graciously added in. But, okay, but, but, but still, they came they came super prepared. Yeah, oh yeah, but you could tell. Yeah. Uh, but but still, you recorded that and that, those guys. I mean, that was like kind of a joke, you know. I mean, it's it's, a, it's a, I love the song. I still will like, you know, till my dying <laughs> day, we'll talk about how great that song is. But I mean, it was just a silly project they did, and both those guys have gone on to like actually being professional musicians as, as you know like i mean jesse he, the, the new record he put out last year is phenomenal and he's been getting tons of good press for it and stuff and i mean you know he was just some guy making dumb rhymes about the cinema park <laughs> like you know yeah and so i think that like just the fact that they could have recorded that somewhere and that you had the ability to do that on a computer when none of us knew how to do that at the time that preserved that and maybe that encouraged both those guys to keep doing it because we actually sold some of those albums, like those, those singles. We physically made juice box singles. I have one still. And, uh, yes. and people bought them. And like, I don't, I don't want to speak for Jesse or Rob, but I think that probably encouraged them to keep doing it. And then they obviously turned that into actual real music, <laughs> you know, really, really good music. And it's taken them to where they are now. So I don't know. There's something to be said for documenting everything and, and trying to put weird creativity out there. I think. I think also just uh, I, I can end on this maybe is like so, you know, for my career, I, I kind of uh, moving to San Francisco was something that worked very well for for tech. But mm -hmm. I think like creatively, when I'm looking back, I'm like creatively, I could have done a lot of the stuff I did creatively in Win like I didn't need to leave cities for that. There's like Winnipeg has great music yeah. scene in it. Um, and 
you know, even outside of the scene that we were in, there, like I remember knowing that there was like a folk scene. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Were like super supportive, and there was, you know, other the, the metal or like metal or kind of hardcore scene that yep. we were only kind of slightly in tune with. Yeah. Um, they like had their whole thing too, and for it was, sure they like, did. Yeah. So many opportunities, and so like, um, I don't know. I've come to appreciate that, like living outside of also just like you know, you move away, and there's like some things that you're like, oh, that was really cool. Uh, that we had that growing up. Yeah. In the crest, no longer messy. It's summertime, and the girl showing me little skin going, Come on, impress me. And she testies. See this girl wearing tribo. Down my road, pull over to the curb. My hydro, puffing hydro. Hi ho, nice stereo. Coochie bumping out the stereo. Representing West Side, two of Ontario, where it get very cold during those winter days. Cause it's in the ways. That's why the summers is crazy. When the pay, they say they'd rather be in the States, but I enjoy the skyline. Well, all the girlies say I'm pretty fly. For a white guy. Beach life, delights, hitting the peace pipe. The blunt of the bottle is all we gotta decide. We ride in no less than a brown eighty six Cressida. Apply the weed to the driver, see what's sitting is the messenger. Rolling in my 86 juice box. Wanna take a ride in the juice box. Rolling in my 86 juice box. It's summer and we're up in the juice box. Sunset as it turns to night And we'll make love on the beach Until the early light And we'll roll on home in the juice box After hitting home runs like the Red Sox Rolling in my eight juice box Wanna take a ride in the juice box Rolling 
Casey Case and Blazing Dragon Say your layman's on the megaphone I take your throne I straight erase them Same vacation blazing All my skill is very dangerous No windows adjacent Driving through these military hazes Buddha gave me blessings With this essence in my presence Hitting sessions Might get wrecking Songs that we be architecting Smoking resin Why you stressing Whether with cats who save their roaches Advice is all you want I hope she's more than player coaches In case you didn't notice It's Optimus Rhyme And Jesse just brought who sat the top in no time Docking at your fine ass You're gonna jump in the back Sweetheart the way you look your lips It makes me act like a retard When I see your ass at the bus stop That one time Looking at your watch But blinded by the sunshine I was smoking buns eyes Asked you need a seat to rest your feet What did you say? I don't ride unless in the SUV Rolling in my 86 to the spot Summer and we're up in the juice box.